evangelist. Uh, I, people come to me a lot and ask me how to do evangelism, which I think is a difficult question to answer because uh, evangelism, just like ministry in general, is always contextual. Uh, what we do in one place, we might not be able to or might not should do uh, in another place. Uh, so for me, what's helpful when it comes to thinking about evangelism is, is thinking more about how we stand when we do evangelism, our posture, uh, our way of being in the world, so to speak, when we engage in evangelism. And that kind of stance is the kind of thing that if it's deeply rooted uh, in Christian faith, if it's deeply rooted in uh, a relationship with our triune God, then that kind of stance will be somewhat universal. Uh, we'll be able to translate that. No matter what we're doing, we're going to be doing it uh, in a particular way. We're going to be standing in, in a particular way while we do it. And one of the ways that I envision that stance or posture uh, is through the metaphor of embrace. Uh, I believe that embrace points us uh, in a significant way uh, to the relationship of our triune God with all of creation. Uh, when God created, God made space within God's self for the otherness of creation. Uh, when God created, God took the risk that we would not necessarily want to be in relationship, uh, but God gave us the freedom to choose anyway. Um, God, uh, God became human in Jesus, and uh, through the cross, uh, that was the, the most remarkable outpouring uh, of love uh, and self-donation that any, anyone could possibly imagine. And the uh, metaphor of embrace is rooted in that kind of concept. Um, but it helps us to understand our posture, uh, and it helps us to understand our posture when we think about what the components of an embrace actually are. There's really four components to an embrace. First, you have to open your arms. Uh, then, actually, uh, you have to wait uh, because someone else has to do something before anything else can happen. But you open your arms, you wait, and then, if the response is reciprocal, you close your arms and then you open them again. And each of those four components is, is significant, and you can't have an embrace without all four of those components. And when we open our arms, uh, what we're signaling is that we're making space within ourselves for the other person. Uh, we have moved back, so to speak, from our own boundaries in order that they, they might step in. But we've also, in opening our arms, reached out to them as well. So it's a, 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 it moves in both directions, so to speak. So we open our arms and then we have to wait. Because for an embrace to happen, there has to be reciprocity. The other person has to open their arms as well. And waiting can seem like the hardest part, but it's, it's actually, and it is sometimes because we're not inclined to be patient. Uh, but we have to wait, uh, and waiting provides the space for the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit can only move when we step out of the way, so to speak, uh, and allow the Spirit to work. And waiting does just that, enables the Holy Spirit to work within us, it enables the Holy Spirit to work in the other person, and, and it enables the Holy Spirit to work between us and the, Holy, uh, the other person. So we open our arms, we wait, 
and then we close our arms again. Uh, and again, this takes uh, two. It has to be reciprocal. It takes two sets of arms for one embrace. But yet, the embrace is not like an overbearing bear hug. It requires a light touch, uh, but it does require touch. It requires contact. Uh, we come in contact with the other and, and are affected by the other as they are affected by us. Uh, and the Holy Spirit moves in the midst of that for the transformation of both people, not just the other person, but us as well. And then the last stage is the opening of arms again. And you have to open the arms again. The, an embrace doesn't create one fused body out of, out of two. Uh, you are distinct still, and the other is still distinct. Uh, but you leave the imprint of yourself on the other and the imprint of the other on you. Um, my gr grandmother used to wear a wonderful gardenia perfume. And when she would give me a hug after the hug was over, I would be able to still smell that gardenia perfume uh, around me and on my clothing. And it was as though she was still there. That's what the imprint is uh, in an embrace. When we open our arms again, the imprint, like the lingering smell of that perfume, uh, remains on us as, as we are impacted uh, by the other person and they're impacted by us. So we open our arms, we wait, uh, and we close our arms, and then we open again. And it's like a circle, because when we open, we've started it all over again. The, our arms that uh, open at the end are the same arms that opened in the beginning, that waited, that enclosed uh, in the embrace. So it, it's, a, it's a circle. This is a valuable metaphor for me. Uh, in particularly because of the world that we live in, uh, where there are a lot uh, of fractured relationships, fractured people, a lot of polarities and, and, and polarizations, uh, a lot of walls. But the gospel isn't about walls. Uh, the gospel is about space, uh, space that has been created in the very self of God, God's self. Uh, he has created space within himself for each one of us. And so uh, the gospel is about creating space, space for the Holy Spirit to transform us, to transform others, to heal, to redeem, to save.